Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's Review It Man, reviewing what he can. Movies are his jam, so let's get twisted, man. It's Review It Rob. Hey, yo, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Review It Rob show, man. Appreciate you joining in and hitting that play. I know what you're thinking, man. It's like, we already got one episode of the Review It Rob show. What's going on? What is this? extra early Christmas gift that we're getting. Um, I decided to do something special, man. So this is a special edition episode of the show uh, simply because it's the beginning of something new with the show. Um, the show is not going away by any means. I absolutely love and adore doing this show. Some people are like, ah, oh, man, I wish it would go away. It's not going away. I will do this show as long as it is humanly possible for me to do it. And even after that, I'll find some way to do the show, right? But you know, it, things are changing, and, you know, I wanted to do something different with the show, um, and pretty much being moving it. The show is now going to be moving to Fridays, releasing Fridays instead of Tuesdays, for, you know, a couple of reasons uh, for that. Um, two kind of important reasons, I guess. Uh, first one being, when I typically go see a new film in theaters, I normally see it on Thursday nights, you know, the preview nights, if you will, uh, at Regal, I'm sure other movie theaters do it as well, but I normally go see the movie Thursday nights, I'm like, wouldn't it just make sense to, you know, do the show on Friday, give fresh take, review, always spoiler-free, of course, and never give spoilers on my show when reviewing anything, because we don't like spoilers, nobody likes spoilers, well, some people do, and that's just, you know, that's their prerogative, let's put it that way, but... I think it would make a lot more sense, you know, to do the show on Fridays after seeing, you know, a new release on Thursdays, as well as I've noticed the last two weeks, for sure, um, right after releasing my show, it going live, that same day later in the day, news just breaks, like James Gunn will release some DC news, or there'll be some kind of big horror news coming out and all that stuff, and I'm like, man, now I gotta wait a whole week, and that news is gonna be kind of stale, and all that stuff when the next episode comes out, so I was like, you know what, let's, let's, you know, let's move the show, you know, let's move the show to later in the week, let's put it on Friday, man, film Friday, right, Friday films, people are going to the theaters, going to see new movies and all that stuff, so it feels like, it's the right move to, you know, move it over to Fridays and, you know, have some fun there, man. So, um, that is the special announcement for the show. Um, that's not it. I am going to give you some news because a lot of stuff has, you know, broken. We've got some good news, uh, recently, you know, a good uh, five or six, seven, maybe quick counting. I'm not really counting, just, you know, throwing numbers around, but going to go over some stuff that happened, especially today, the more stuff. And this just, you know, solidified the idea of moving the show to Fridays even more because of all the stuff that came out today, movie news wise. I'm like, you know, that's it. We're doing the shows on Friday. You know, the show's moving to Friday now. So, Appreciate you, as I'm always tuning in on Tuesdays and um, all that stuff, and hope you stick with me on Fridays. Hope it still works out for you. Normally the end of the work week for some people, so, you know, easy, breezy Friday. Throw on the Review at Rob show. Relax. Be mellow. The show's mellow. The show's relaxing. Fun time. You get your mandatory DC news. You get your mandatory horror news and all kinds of fun goodies, movie-wise, video games, all that stuff going down, man. So appreciate you, as always, joining in to the show, and hopefully the transition Fridays will be... Um, just as well for you. <laughs> but like I mentioned and teased a little bit there to jump into the news and a lot of good fun stuff happened today. The first one being, he followed me on Instagram. I shared this multiple times. Um, the Exorcist dropped some stuff. San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now. So there's, you know, some announcements 
trickling out. Um, you know, the event has been um, hit by the writer's strike and the actor's strike, which, you know, nothing against them. No bad, harsh words towards them. They're doing what they have to do. They're fighting the good fight for um, acting and writing and all that stuff. So no big, bad feelings there whatsoever. We, you know, we absolutely support what they're doing. So with that said, you know, things are happening around the, the film world and the entertainment world. And, you know, San Diego Comic-Con has been hit by that. But there have been some panels and I've got some news and stuff coming out um, around there or basically coming out, you know, because of the event and all that stuff. So uh, The Exorcist, we know The Exorcist has a, a new trilogy on the way that is a direct sequel to the original Exorcist film. It's going to be done by David Gordon Green, a la what he did with Halloween. Hopefully, you know, the films go a little bit better. But, you know, nonetheless, we know that the Exorcist film was coming this year, and we haven't gotten really anything to do with that movie. We've gotten, like, little tidbits here and there about, you know, actors that have joined and, you know, all that stuff, a little bit about the story and everything, but not a whole lot going on for a film that's, I don't know, it's what, it's July, so July, August, September, October basically three months away, uh, less than three months away. Um, but today they dropped not one, not two, but three posters, man. And not just any posters. These things are wicked, dude. So like I said, if you follow me on Instagram, hopefully you do, it's revealed up. I, I shared those three photos and just each one progresses to like a more sinister and demonic looking, um, Reagan. It's Reagan in the posters, right? And like that, took it to a new level for me because I, I have this interest in the Exorcist uh, film that's coming this year because over the last couple of years, the Exorcist film, the original, has become like a, a big-time horror film for me. Like, that has just been in the back, just growing over the last couple of years. Like, I'll see it, and I'm like, oh, this is such a great horror film, and it's just rising and rising and rising up my list of horror films, um, rankings, and all that stuff, which I may be doing a show, you know, I'm working on that rankings and all that stuff. We'll stay tuned for that. We're, we've got too many things going on with the show right now. But um, after seeing these posters today, immediately was like, oh, this movie's more hyped now in my mind. Because just seeing that was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and I, I, it's got my mind racing like, what is going on with the film? You know, I know it's a direct sequel to the original and all that stuff. So Reagan kind of makes sense. But where are we going, you know, in other aspects? And where storyline are we going here? And how is this going to work and all that stuff? But seeing those and it's just like it's got that. It's got that demonic vibe to it when you're looking at those photos, and it's freaking sinister, man. Those photos are, those photos are wild. <laughs> um, so, power to them, you know, whoever created that poster. Good job on them because those things look awesome and just hyped my levels up even more for that Exorcist film, Exorcist the Believer, which is hitting theaters October 13th, I believe. Same date. No, maybe they might be thinking Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's, I think, is same day theater in um, Peacock. I don't know. I don't think The Exorcist Believer is, because it did say hitting um, only in theaters. So, yeah, only in theaters. So, with that, I saw some HHN people on social media going like, oh, look at this news, that's awesome, there's a rumor of an Exorcist house, it's going to be this, man. And not to say I'm against that idea by any means, but I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, um, a film that is releasing October 13th, you're well into the event at that point. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily make sense to me to why you would have a new film film as a house um, at the events, you know, that doesn't release until halfway through. So you're like, yeah, I can't, you know, live it or anything like that. I do think if there is an Exorcist house, I'm hoping at least that it is the original Exorcist film because I missed that house when they did it a couple years ago um, in Orlando. They've done it a couple times in Hollywood. Almost bought the Hollywood shirt um, 
through eBay or whatever, because um, that sure is so awesome. I almost bought it, but I was like, yeah, let's wait. You know, maybe it'll eventually come back to Orlando and fingers crossed it's going to happen this year. Now, something I kind of threw out when I was, you know, commenting on some people's posts is that, like I mentioned a moment ago, it doesn't make sense to me why they would do that house um, with the later release date, but maybe possibly there's a chance that the the film has like a special scene at the end of the house. So it's like the exorcist, you know, original film all the way through. And then at the end, they give you a little teaser for the movie. Right. And then, you know, of course people who've gone to go to the event who are able and blessed enough to be able to go to that event, like every night or multiple times in a week, once that film finally releases, like, Oh, I can go live this at home and all that stuff. So I get the ideas. I get the thought process. I get why that would be cool, but it doesn't, you know, fully register in my mind why you would do that film. But if you did the exorcist house, the original and threw in like a little bonus scene there at the end of the house that leads into that movie, that would be awesome and cool. And, you know, great publicity and all that stuff, man. So I, I think either way, I'm definitely very hyped for that film. That film's going to be, um, something to see for sure. And can't wait, man. Uh, other, horror news that broke out today as well as featuring another classic horror franchise and that is Saw. Saw X we know that this is coming and also releasing later this year and sooner rather than later this year as they have announced that the film has been moved up to September 29th with a post from the Saw social media team reading quote I've heard your beautiful screams of anticipation loud and clear Saw X is now coming at you one month earlier September 29th prepare yourself for Jigsaw's return. So that's fun news. We're going to get a Saw film um, sooner than we were expecting. Still around that October release, you know, that the Saw films have classically had. They've always been kind of close to Halloween releases, except for Spiral. Spiral came out, I want to say May or something like that. But that's cool. And then we got some details. Uh, details on the film released as well, letting us know that the film will take place between the events of Saw and Saw 2, with, quote, a sick and desperate John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, end quote. Now, of course, if you saw the films and you know the events um, of the other movies, you can kind of guess what happens there, <laughs> especially with this taking place between Saw and Saw 2. But the interesting thing when I read that is like, the Saw movies are about the traps, right? Um, or, or, you know, they feature the traps. Saw movies are more about the human's ability to want to live i guess uh, life has been tarred they're criminals they've done bad things in their life and john kramer puts them in a trap to test their will to survive and continue living the beauty of life um as he's put it uh, i'm paraphrasing but that's basically the idea of those saw films which is fine and you know some of the saw films those first three saw movies in my opinion are good if this movie takes place in between the Saw 1 and Saw 2, that is a good setup, it seems. Um, you know, and, you know, we've got uh, Tobin Bell back, uh, Amanda's back, why am I blanking on her name, Shawnee Smith, she's back in the film as well, so this all makes sense now, knowing that it takes place between those two films. And, you know, the interest is there. Like, it's Saw, it's a it's a well-known horror franchise. Um, I mentioned Spiral earlier, some people love Spiral, some people didn't like Spiral, you know, give or take. It's fine. It's not the worst of the franchise by any means, in my opinion. Um, but those Saw movies really went from story-driven to, let's see how gross and grotesque and, um, what do they call it, uh, torture porn is what they called it and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it really did become more about, you know, how much 
damage can we do and how squeamish can we make the viewers and let's show all this gore and let's show off this amazing trap and all that stuff. The, the, you know, the franchise lost kind of its, you know, beginning phrase. Because you remember that first movie? The first movie is just basically in one area the whole time, you know, um, story-driven and, and um, uh, not risk-driven, but, you know, tension-driving and all that stuff. So we'll see how this movie works out. You know, again, I think the first three Saw films are probably the strongest of that whole franchise. And after that, it kind of loses its way. So this movie's taking place into the, uh, between those two Saw films. Awesome. More power to them. It, you know, has every chance and ability to possibly be good, man, because they're, they're going back to the roots from, you know, other things I've, you know, read about uh, this movie. So, unless fun Saw news that came out today. A couple days ago, uh, concluding with horror news here, Paramount Plus unveiled the first look image as well as a release date for the next Pet Cemetery film, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Ooh, the Usos are going to be in this movie. Uh-oh. Usos! Been down since day one, right? <laughs> um... Anyways, the film will be releasing October 6th. Uh, Stephen King has self-proclaimed scariest property of all time. Uh, this acts as a prequel to King's Pet Cemetery. It's based on an untold chapter that, he, again, he has called his scariest property. The film follows a young Judd Crandall in 1969 who has dreams of leaving his hometown behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within and is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to the town. Banded together, Judd and his childhood friends must fight an ancient evil that has gripped Ludlow since its founding and once unearthed has the power to destroy everything in its path. Set Pet Cemetery Bloodlines will feature in Paramount Plus's Peak Screaming Collection that curates horror movies and Halloween episodes from a TV series. Now, of course, we have the classic Pet Cemetery film, but not so long ago they did a remake, prequel, not a prequel, remake of the film. Where they kind of gave a reimagining as well of the film in 2019, which I don't only saw it once. I saw it in theaters. I didn't necessarily leave the theaters upset by any means. I wasn't unhappy about it. Heck, the poster. I had the poster hanging at my desk. It was like one of those free posters at, I'll say AMC or Cinemark or something like that. Um, I don't know how I got that poster. I don't know. I have to dive into that a little bit more. I don't know how I got that poster. I don't know if my brother Tombstone Josh gave it to me or what, but I somehow got that poster, and now I'm kind of wondering how I got that poster. I have a feeling it has something to do with the Pokemon, so let me um, double check real quick. But because normally, like I've mentioned, I I go to Regal, so Regal is normally the theater I go to. Let's see, Pet Cemetery 2019 came out in April. Detective Pikachu came out in also 2019. So it has to be Detective Pikachu, right? May. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, I remember seeing Detective Pikachu with my brother and his son. So, my nephew. <laughs> um, and I guess his friend or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that would probably, I probably just picked the poster up when I saw it there. You know how the theaters give away free posters and all that stuff. That's probably where I picked it up. And I have it hanging at my desk at work. It's a pretty rad poster. Um, so, yeah, I didn't necessarily hate that movie by any means. I think other people, you know, anytime a movie is remade or reimagined, there's always going to be people who hate it. I, it's not my thought process. Like, you know, a movie is a movie. You know, whether it's a remake or reimagining or whatever, a movie is a movie. I'm going to watch it if I'm interested. Uh, you know, a remake doesn't 
or reimagining does absolutely nothing to the original film. The original film is still in existence. You can watch it whenever you want. Uh, it does not erase it. does not make it go away. It's not like Back to the Future where you go back in time, and if you change something, people disappear. You know, it, it's not like that, man. So I don't understand the hate for remakes and reimaginings, but to each their own. Again, that is their prerogative, but, you know, Paramount Plus, why not? Just you know, maybe it's get people there. It's going to be part of their, their Halloween uh, pack there, so more power to them, right? I mean... You know, what can you do? It's based on something that Stephen King's calling his scariest property of all time. So, got potential, man. Those Stephen King properties have been rather enjoyable in the last couple of years. So, last several years, let's be honest. Um, so, I have to wait and see how that all works out, man. But, yes, there you go, man. The Exorcist Saw and Pet Cemetery news for you leading in to DC news. The only real DC news I got for you is... Aquaman related. Um, a couple of things circling around the Aquaman film, which, you know, if you've been following the show, I've, you know, gone from not going to see it whatsoever, boycotting it because what's her face is in it, to hearing that, oh, she's barely in it, so it'd be okay if you go see the film and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go see it. I like Jason Momoa. It's DC. I want to support DC. So I'll probably end up seeing it. But when will I end up seeing it is the question. But before we get to that, uh, apparently they have been doing reshoots for the film once again and this time Ben Affleck has been cut from the film. Uh, ben Affleck had a scene in Aquaman 2 but that has apparently been cut. The scene was originally filmed to replace the original Batman scene that featured Michael Keaton's Batman uh, before that was cut. Uh, the cut is said to be because Gunn and Saffron, the co-heads of uh, DC Studios didn't want to promise a movie universe that will not come to fruition um which i kind of understand i kind of get that idea but at the same time i look at the flash film and the ending of that flash film and it gives me a couple questions so if we're not promising a movie universe that will not come to fruition for aquaman 2 here what is that ending to the flash which again i love the flash film i absolutely adore that film saw it three times in theaters will buy asap uh that's awesome Still book coming out for that. Thank you, Zach, from Hunter's Podcast for showing me that. I will be gladly picking that up. Be the first time I've been to Best Buy in God knows how long. But I will be getting that for sure. Um, but that ending sets up for a possible movie universe um, to come to fruition, which gives me questions. So is that movie part of DCU canon? Well, apparently not. DCU canon doesn't start till Superman Legacy. So is that going to be Elseworlds storyline that they created there? Is it... I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's several questions there. So if they're, and again, this is on the internet, so we don't know if it's true or false that Gunn Saffron decided to do this for that said reason. But you know, that's the that's the thing with DC. As much as I love and adore DC and their films and want to support them and will always support them because I love their characters, there's just so much confusion going on around there, which makes me even more excited for the DCU to kick up and that new storyline to get going. So we. Can, hopefully get something, you know, bridging in a new way, even though there's still confusion there because Blue Beetle is part of it, but, you know, that movie isn't canon, and, you know, this character's part of it, but that other stuff, yeah, you know, um, but I'm still going to be there to support it because I love and adore it, but it's weird. It's a, you know, it's a weird concept and all that stuff, which gives me, I guess, hope for The Flash um, continuing on. I, I don't know. I, you know I, I, I have no idea. It's not canon, but that ending leads it to a promise of a movie universe it seems but at the same time it's like i don't know <laughs> you know we'll all have to wait to see that but uh something i teased earlier 
with the whole idea of um, when will I be able to see Aquaman. That comes from uh, news that is coming out today saying that Warner Brothers is apparently thinking about moving the release date for Aquaman 2, as well as two other films that Warner Brothers has coming up, uh, including the Dune sequel. The Dune sequel is rumored to be moving to 2024 from its current November 3rd release date. Now, um, makes you almost feel bad for that team because the other Dune movie was hit by COVID times, and now apparently um, this is happening. And this, of course, these release dates are moving again to the before-mentioned uh, writers and actors strikes that is taking over, and I, I'm guessing film studios are seeing the returns for movie theaters um, with films going out and of course they can't do any publicity for the films other than you know regular marketing on like YouTube or TV or whatever that you get to see or on social media or whatnot because late night talk shows talk shows have been impacted by the strike as well and they can't do new episodes and if they can't do new episodes you can't have the actors on to promote the films and you know what can you do you know so if they don't see it on social media and all that stuff and that's probably what's leading to this so the flash um underperformed uh Adiana jones is underperformed mission impossible is apparently underperformed and now going into this weekend with the big much to do loved social media event of barbenheimer with uh barbie and oppenheimer both releasing this weekend we're going to have to see how that all turns out. Barbie is projected to make a ton of freaking money, man. Um, but again, the last couple of weeks, we've heard of these projections, and none of these films have hit this projection. So who knows what's going to happen? But, you know, some people I've even seen where they're like, we don't want to support. You know, what are we allowed to do? Are we allowed to go to the movie theaters and watch these movies? Because we don't necessarily want to support these greedy studios that are doing this to these people. But um, at the same time, We've heard them say that, yes, you should go to the theaters and studios to support the people who wrote the film and the actors and all that stuff because, you know, they're fighting for future stuff as opposed to the stuff that is out now that they would, you know, get payment for and all that stuff. So it's it's a weird time. And, you know, this is the latest addition to this weird time that's going on uh, in the film world with these films possibly removing release dates. And this is just Warner Brothers. So Dune um, possibly moving. Uh, the film is co-produced by Legendary Entertainment. Remember, if you remember back during COVID times, Legendary and Warner Brothers got into a big scuff over uh, the Dune and everything. It's big scuffs all around with Warner Brothers. Remember, that's what happened and led to Christopher Nolan leaving. So you know, we're going to have to see what happens with that. But uh, Legendary Entertainment, both parties must agree on a new release date, said one insider. Uh, additionally, Warner Brothers is assessing potential uh, moves for Aquaman, as before mentioned, and The Color Purple. Um, the Oprah Winfrey produced film uh, is getting another movie there. And, you know, both those films were uh, going to release in December, December 20th and 25th. Now, Another source is saying, um, another source familiar with Warner Brothers said that releases are moving forward as originally planned and no formal discussions have been had, but noted that duration of the union battles are completely unpredictable. Now, they obviously want to make money, right? That's that's going to be the main goal. So the first thought that any of us will have be like, oh, okay, it's Warner Brothers, you have Max. Just put it on there, you know. Why well, remove the release dates? Just release it on Max. But again, we go back to the COVID times, and we're like, "Oh, this is not good." <laughs> um, uh, for some of these movies, again, as before mentioned, Dune that led into a big battle and all that stuff. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what all happens here and what goes on with the union battles and all that stuff to see if these films will release as predicted. I'm sure James Gunn and Peter Safran want to get that Aquaman movie out and done with. So they can focus on the future more, but at the same time, they're doing reshoots, so they're working on something over there. So 
hey, what can you do? Um, and last bit of news is fun news, bossa nova news, if you will, um, announced at San Diego's Comic-Con this weekend is that Nickelodeon will be airing the original 1987 animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Uh, they've got a new deal under which all 193 of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, which ran from 1987 to 1996, are set to debut digitally on Nickelodeon owned and operated channels such as YouTube, Pluto TV, and O and O, whatever the hell that is, linear channels. Uh, later this month in the U.S., followed by Nickelodeon branded channels and digital platforms internationally. I would guess it would be on Paramount Plus as well. Do not hold me to that. Um, Go for them, man. That's all. A lot of people are excited about this. It gets the chance to watch the original cartoon once again. Uh, good on them. Um, of course, this is also a move to help get you ready for um, all the exciting. Get you ready. I don't know when exactly it's going to be hitting, but um, just builds more anticipation around the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film that is hitting theaters August 6th. Um, they had a panel for that movie as well. That movie does look exciting. And unless I'm sure Tombstone Josh and I will be seeing that in theaters together and talking about it on our podcast on the Throwing Podcast Network, WBRO. But man, good to see, man. It's nice to see the Ninja Turtles are being successful and breeding and something. Breathing. What a weird word. Breathing is what I meant to say. Um, and I can't wait to see how that movie turns out and everything. Now, I was thinking about this earlier this week because if you, you probably heard it on the show, if you didn't know, I'm a huge Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, right? And, you know, it's nice to see all this Ninja Turtles stuff going on. I do enjoy the Ninja Turtles, but it just makes me, like, a little sad, I guess. Um, as a Power Rangers fan, I'm like, oh, you know, these two franchises were kicking behind around the same time and all that stuff and it's like what are we you know what's going on with the power rangers you know where what's going on over there what, what's happening and now there's been rumors for a while that it would be part of the hasbro movie universe that they're apparently working on and all that stuff we'll see because hasbro now owns the power rangers and everything we had the film that came out in 2017 which i did enjoy um we just had the 30th anniversary special on netflix which was again i did enjoy and i did review on the show go check that out but it just, it just, you know, I see all this Ninja Turtle stuff, man. The these movies coming out, and the video games have been re-released. And oh my God, I would love for the Power Rangers video games to be released. We got some Power Rangers games out there, but that freaking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie video game, oh my God, re-release it, you know? <laughs> like give me something like that. They're doing a Ninja Turtles game based on the last Ronin storyline. It's like gonna be Arkham style. I'm like, oh my God, do that with the Power Rangers, you know? <laughs> You know, but I guess the Ninja Turtles have been doing better than the Power Rangers. I I don't know, but hopefully the Hasbro acquisition of the Power Rangers and everything can help get that going. Because again, I don't freaking care. I love the Power Rangers. I got a whole setup over there on my wall of Funko Pops and you know toys that came out when I was a kid. Um, you know, Jason David Frank signed White Ranger toy that my brother got me for Christmas. Green Ranger toy I had as a kid that I saw in stores recently. My more Power Rangers poster up there, man. Like, I love that stuff. Like, that's my jam. Loved it when I was a kid. Love it to this day, man. That is such, you know, not just nostalgia. It's just love, you know, for that that uh, that property, My more Power Rangers. I, didn't, I haven't really watched the other Power Rangers stuff. Maybe that's something I can check into and turn into a show in some way or something. But I, I you know, other times to think about those things. But, you know, I just, you know, thoughts. <laughs> you know, thoughts I have when I see, you know, the Ninja Turtles out there kicking ass and all this stuff. I'm like, well, what about the Power Rangers? Man? Let the Power Rangers kick some ass. But nonetheless, man, hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. Fun news, right? Fun, I mean, fun stuff going on. Breaking news around, you know, 
not so fun news, obviously, with the writer's strike and the, the actor's strike and all that stuff and the, you know, possible effects of that and everything. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, fun horror news, right? Horror is always there for us, right? Horror franchise, horror genre never dies. You know, if it helped build Hollywood, it'll always be there. So, fun news around there, man. Enjoy this episode. I think I'm going to enjoy this move to Friday. I'm feeling good, feeling amped up, feeling excited, man. Check out a couple things I got coming up. I will have a new gameplay up. WWE 2K23 has a new DLC pack out, so I will be having that up. That should be up the same time as this episode, if not sooner. I'll be going live after recording this episode. Um, so that'll be up on, on the Throw Me Podcast Network's YouTube. Check that out. And um, I'm also going to be honored to guest host on Haunter's Podcast to talk um, HHN rumors. Man, I love talking Halloween Horror Nights, so get the chance to be on the show and talk Halloween Horror Nights is always awesome to me, man, so check that out as well. Um, Haunter's Podcast, part of the Throw Me Podcast Network, where we got all kinds of awesome shows going on there, man, so hit that like, subscribe, share, get to see all that fun content, man, and all that stuff, man, and follow me on Instagram. I'll keep you posting all the stuff I got going on, but love it, man. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, appreciate you taking the time to listen to my show. Fridays, Friday I'm in love. Is that the, I don't want to get, you know, hit with, hit with Friday. I'm podcasting. How about that? <laughs> the Review of Rob Show. Now on Fridays on the Thrill Me Podcast Network, man. Appreciate you all, as always, taking the time supporting the show. So fun. So excited. Can't wait for more stuff to come, man. But appreciate you all, and as always, and the show on a um, uplifting note, positive quotes, whatever you want to say. Uh quotes fun times um that is the end of the show appreciate you all and remember as always the happiness can be found even even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light talk to you all next episode